Welcome to the Fit to Talk podcast. Well, 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 it's uh, podcast time, baby. Oh, we are Stefan and Bobby, and you're listening to a guest episode. Whoop, whoop. Ah, yes. One of many ways that we remind you that fitness doesn't have to be boring. Mm, mm, most of the time. Professor Winterbeck, <laughs> would you care to induce this extraordinarily handsome gentleman? Did you say there? induce? Am I? Uh, would you, <laughs> Professor Winterbeck, would you care to I mean, induce? I'm good at some things, I don't think I'm good at that. <laughs> would, you, would you induce this extraordinarily handsome <laughs> I'm, my brain is firing off in so many directions to what that could possibly be. I think we should move to the introduction as quickly as possible. <laughs> sure. Before this sure. Gets, okay. Needs a clean. All right, doctor. Uh, <laughs> so we've got we've got a fantastic guest today, and I am mildly intimidated. Currently starring as Miss Trunchbull in the Incredible Matilda in the West End, he's previously appeared in shows such as The Exorcist, One Man Two Governors, Les Mis, and Sweet Charity. He's a former Norwich Academy footballer. It's Elliot Harper! Hey! Hello. <laughs> Hello. She's arrived. Hello. I'm in the building. Yes. If you could do this uh, in Miss Trunchbull's voice for the entire interview. That yes. Oh, well, I was planning on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was required. That's what I was hoping. That's how I order coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Just going about your day like that. Yes, uh, impressive uh, CV. Mildly intimidated only. Only mildly. Only, only Until I hear the voice, and then I'm very. We've 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 cultivated a healthy habit. That um, would you mind if I mildly objectify you? Don't please. Uh, great. Um, we've cultivated a healthy habit here. We we keep, we, we we keep getting extraordinarily handsome people in, and so I'm sorry if this is making you feel uncomfortable. But you are dashingly good looking. I remember yes. the first time you you came into a, a room. Uh, Elliot was on Matilda with me as the tour, and he took over as Miss Trunchbull about halfway through the tour. And uh, he sort of walked in on the first day, and I'd seen a picture before, and I was like, hey, that's a good-looking lad. And he walked in, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Stay away from me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Keep your distance. <laughs> so, uh, I look like if you microwaved him. <laughs> that's not true. Just enough to make you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> so welcome to the podcast. Hopefully you've got a good idea now of what you've let yes, yourself in yes. for. Wow. <laughs> You'll leave feeling oh, fantastic God. about yourself, whatever happens. Um, <laughs> we have a little task for you. Yes. <laughs> if please. you are willing to accept. Yeah. Um, I'd like you to accept before I tell you what it is. No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> that's how these things work. <laughs> yeah, that's how life works. Should you be willing to accept it, uh, there's a little part of our podcast that we call Liar, Liar, Pants on Fire. Ah. In which, when we're speaking about your younger years. Yes. Um, would you be able to uh, slip a lie into our natural conversation? Yes. Perhaps up until we get to uh, drama school age, around that time, if you can slip a lie in prior to that, what will happen is Bobby and I keep score. We have a tally of this, right? Ah. And we will stop you, ask if you've managed to lie, and we'll try and guess. Okay. And fail. And we've failed so many times that the score currently is 5-3 to me, which I'm very happy about. Well done. But that does make it sound like we've had only eight guests. (laughs) (laughs) Some people have unsuccessfully (laughs) taken part in this game. Yeah. By not achieving the task. It's amazing how many people fail to lie. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, well, I'm thinking about it right now. I'm thinking uh, that's going to be, it's quite tricky to, to slip that in. Mm, but but um, and I I'm, will, I'm up for it. I will tell you, our previous guest had slipped in a lie that was so surreptitious that I, if I listened back, I still wouldn't find it. Uh, it was it was the thing of beauty. It was borderline cheating. Wow. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Wow. I think. So if you can make it real obvious It's going to be, me, yeah. Okay. You can yeah. put in a few red herrings. You can say, that was a lie. <laughs> but it'd be true, was it? <laughs> um, are you willing to attempt that? Yes, of course. Yeah, I'm on it. Bloody marvellous. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent giving it. Who is that? Mr. Smithers. No, is it Mr. No, that's not his name. That's... Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns would have been a great Miss Trunchbull, right? Oh, oh my Mr. God. Burns. He, his, 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 he was frail. He would not that's be able to. We'll, we'll get to this, <laughs> but there's, frail. there's no way he could wear that suit. No, perhaps not. Perhaps the physical element of it would be. Would be, would be the, Mr. Burns. I'd love to He's see him the use the trumpet. <laughs> they did the radio play. Yeah. He would be <laughs> a winner. Oh, he's the man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, Let's find out who the actor is. <laughs> Are you trying to do yourself out of a job? Yeah, but that's true. So yeah, I don't know why I'm doing this. Like, yeah. Now they're doing a radio phone, you're like, not me. Don't, don't use me, guys. Anybody else but me. Get that bloke who does me. They're like, okay, Elliot. I turned the film down. There's too much exposure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know there was a naked scene. Sorry, that's niche. Um, oh. so, sorry. It was that oh, or a camera joke. <laughs> sorry. Uh, deserved. Well deserved. It was that or a camera joke, and I thought that was far too nerdy. Um, yeah. So tell us, Alex, yes. 
How does the story of your life begin? <laughs> the story of my life um, begins in Brentwood in oh, Essex. Oh, famous Brentwood. Yes. Brentwood, Essex. <laughs> Very well known place, Classic. Brentwood. Yeah. Known primarily for Sugar Hut, which yes. is a nightclub yep. that featured on The Only Way is Essex. Yes. Yeah. So I'm that's so happy hometown. you're from somewhere I know where it is. We've had so many people come in and I'm like, <laughs> no idea. Yes, I don't know. So you you grew up in actual Brentwood. I did, yeah, yeah, I did. I went to school in a place called Upminster. Yes, um, on the tube. Uh, on the tube, just on the tube, <laughs> just, just like, on the district line. If you go from one side of London to the other, that is about a three-hour journey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the district line. What is yeah, that? One yeah. mile? Yeah, it's <laughs> like, insane. It's yeah. so slow. Yeah. It's like about fifty stops or something, isn't it? I don't even think that's an exaggeration. I think, no, I so. think that's about right. Yeah, yeah. It's wild. The district yeah. line does suck. I just want to throw that. Out yeah, there. not not the best. The oh, district line's um, awful. Piccadilly is not that Piccadilly line? No, is it Piccadilly line? Oh. Which one is it? No, that? District Line. Is it district? Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking yeah. of Cockfosters. Yeah. yeah. Ah. Oh, that's 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 an epic journey, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah. That's, yeah, District um, Line's... Yeah, I live on the other end of the District Line, on Wimbledon. So... Oh, well, don't go to Upminster. Wimbledon to Upminster. I think I've actually done that once. Wimbledon to Upminster <laughs> is a... It's a journey. Beast of a journey. Yeah. Was that for charity? Or did you just... <laughs> just for the lols, <laughs> mate. For I just went for the lols. Don't get out very often, so get me on the District Line. When they changed the rules about drinking on the tube... Oh, it's not, it's not a thing anymore, right? No, no, yeah. they, it was, when I was, it was about 10 years ago, and uh, they made it illegal to drink on the tube, and they organised, they didn't organise, people organised, Facebook, <laughs> and back in the day when events were organised on Facebook, um, a circle line party on the last day, and so on the last <laughs> oh, day from about yeah. 6 o'clock, everyone got on the circle line, and I mean, it, it was rammed, every tube was rammed, just filled with people drinking and playing music, like uh, every tube, back wow. to back. It was an insane day. Wow. That doesn't help us. That, that <laughs> Good day, though. I always had a that day. <laughs> a great time. Memories. <laughs> did you get involved, is the question. I did, I did. I, yeah. I was involved. I was yeah. involved. Yeah. There was some involvement. <laughs> you drinks on the tube. Yeah. We kept that yeah. very vague. I feel like there's more to that. Yeah, it's always better. There was involvement. <laughs> I like to have an air of mystery so that uh, people mystique. can think there's more to me. <laughs> there is. Um, uh, Elliot, so you grew up... Tube surfer. <laughs> Why am I doing a James Bond tune? <laughs> in my head, that was a surfer tune. Uh huh. It isn't. Um, so you grew up in Brentwood. Yes. What was that like? What was that like? Um, it was um, middle. <laughs> I would say it is perfectly middle. <laughs> Actually, just spat out of that coffee. For people not, not be able to see this, which is everyone. I, just, I spat out some coffee. So cool. Yeah. Um, middle. Yeah, middle. 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 It's kind of middle everything, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, there's lots of like, um, everyone, all my friends will work in the city. So that's what you do. In, that's what you do when you're from Brentwood. You, uh, you uh, travel into Liverpool Street and you you go to the Gherkin or Canary <laughs> Wolf or whatever, and you earn a lot of money. Um, or you are um, a tradesperson that perhaps has heritage in Hackney or the East End, which my family is all from the East End, is from Bow. And everyone sort of at one point moved out into, wanted a bit more space. And so they all yeah. moved out into Essex. So you've got a lot of like trades people out there and stuff as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's an amazing mix of people. <laughs> Bankers and trades Yeah, people. bankers and trades people, all with loads of money. Um, and, then, and then there's me. <laughs> Rocking around. What do you do? I dress as a woman for a living. They pay me. They have quite a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, so it's, oh, is it like beautiful makeup? No, no. No, <laughs> no, no, yeah. no it's the opposite. It's, it's awful. Yeah, yeah. I don't look good at all. So um, when you went to school in Brentwood with this eclectic mix of people, what was what was school like in that place? Really general question, sorry. I was really lucky, you know. Um, so I went to like a, a village primary school um, called St. Peter's, which is in South Wales, which is a beautiful part of the country. And we just used to drive out there. And then my secondary school, I went to a school called Cooper's, which I only got into because my dad was a governor and my brother was already there. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I never would have got in. But at the time, you had to, it was a sister state school, but you had to sit an exam and do an interview. Oh. Um, to get into this place, I know, right? Um, but it was kind of like amazing. It was a, it was an amazing school. It was like a like a sports academy. Um, well, they say sports academy, don't they? But they just basically got extra money so they could 
you know, encourage people to do sport. Yeah. Um, you probably had sports equipment. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes, 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 did you not? Mind, they told us about it. <laughs> you just it was a mind. Dream. I was aware that it existed, but um, really yeah. it was just the shoulder we went for a javelin, you know, just going through that, wondering <laughs> yeah. what the weight would be like yeah. until the competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did lots of cross-country running yeah, in your school. That's actually true. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not lying about the javelin thing. That isn't what happened. Really? <laughs> well, Wait, what? They talked us through it. And then when we went to county, where they actually had javelins, we threw a javelin for the first time. No way. It was excellent. Wow. <laughs> Did you That's win? amazing. No. <laughs> that would have been good if you just like, absolutely smashed it. So you never it, held on for your life. I got it really far, but it did not stick in the ground. Live <laughs> <laughs> it. Oh, but no one could do that. That's, that's no, impossibly I, I, difficult. I was only like 13 and people were like, you know, really good. Well, I don't know. <laughs> to me at 13, they were really good. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> they were yeah. probably shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you had this lovely, fantastic school that you went to. Yeah. It and it was a sports academy. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That's, that's what they, they became that. Yeah. When I was there. Yeah. So you kind of like, if you were good at sport, you know, there was a chance if you weren't as academic as some of the others, me, um, you <laughs> might get in on other qualities. Right. And that helped me because I was always quite sporty. Yeah. Well, yeah, Bobby said that you went on to do some fancy football. I did go on to do some fancy football. Yeah, I did. I, uh, clear, I'm not saying fantasy football with bad fiction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at fantasy football. Uh, I subscribe every year in the Daily Mail. <laughs> I'm still part of a fantasy football league that has been running for 10 years and I have never once, never once changed a team member or done anything beyond the first time when you have to set up your team. Solid work. Wow. And obviously... I've never won. But I just want to say <laughs> that. You I've, are consistent. I've, I'm consistent, but I've also not come last every time. Oh, which oh. is really embarrassing for the people who are really taking part in this. Yeah, right? wow. That's really interesting. Static team. One time, I had Ronaldo in my team. He left. <laughs> <laughs> he just left. <laughs> he left. I got no points for him for like the next seven months. Still wasn't last. Anyway, on from that. <laughs> so what sports did you take part in? You said you so were in sports. I, yeah, I... Um, I did play football. I was a goalkeeper, and so um, and I played for a, a team called Great Danes um, in uh, in in Brentwood, and we we but we were a great team, and we won all these uh, competitions. And I played against all these amazing players who ended up being you know pros. And um, I played in a cup final against. John Terry and Jermaine Defoe, uh, but we won. Wow. We won. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I saved. I saved the. Uh, we went to penalties, and I saved the final penalty. Oh my god! Yeah. They played for a team called Senrab. Yeah, yeah. Which you hear like um, Harry Redknapp talk about, and you know, he's the scout players from there yeah. and stuff. But we all got scouted because so, we were in this team, so we all got scouted. So I, I played at Norwich for a bit, and I was a, an Arsenal junior gunner for a while. Um, so I was at the training ground. I remember being at the training ground at London Colney at Arsenal when there was Alan Smith was there and Kevin Campbell was in the 90s. Uh, it was amazing. And we got to clean some boots and, uh, you know, played a few games. But, you know, I was young. I was like, you know, 11, 12 or something at the time. Wow. You have to, you, they start you really down. You're really young. Um, yeah. And then I ended up at Millwall. Um, when I was like sort of like 15, 16. And that's the time where it's like, right, are you going to do the youth training programme um, in the hope that you might get offered a professional contract? And as I say, I was really lucky with the school I went to and stuff. And and I just remember them, oh, there was this big training day and it was like, yeah, you, you can do it, but there's these people ahead of you. And it's, you know, the chance you get offered a professional contract is slim. And I was just like, dad, you know what? This is uh, it's not going to go my way. So I... Yeah, I just sort of bowed out and... You decided and to that. choose a stable career. <laughs> exactly, <So. yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Although the interesting thing about football is that it is... Uh, obviously, there are less. there's a lot less chance of becoming a professional footballer or getting a professional contract than there is of getting a professional acting job. But there are similar vocations in the sense that they're both ludicrously difficult. Yeah. And <laughs> you have to be slightly insane to try and approach yes. either. Um, they're very uncertain. And, you know, you, th you talk about Premier League footballers earning serious money, but there's no money in football. Like, mm. unless you are a Premier League player, with the chances of becoming are, you know, probably, you know, 1% or something. Well, it's like um, actors. Yeah. Really? You're like... Becoming famous. Yeah. Or, or even then, like, going, you know, earning enough money to cover you when you're not working, for yeah. instance. You know, the reality of people, even working in the West End, if you're on an ensemble wage, like, 
Yeah. There's no money in it. No, no. <laughs> like, no. It's the only reason to do it is yeah. if you actually yeah. genuinely love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so true. I feel like, uh, I feel like I want to shout that to people sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't worry, like, you're doing this. <laughs> like, I just feel like some, uh, I've spoken to some younger performers and obviously I didn't want anyone to say it to me at the time because otherwise you just, you, you might give up before you start and you don't want that. You want to encourage people. But at the same time, you do want to kind of go, guys, you know, you do realise that there really is no no money in this, and that yeah. you know you're, you, the, the toughest thing for us is is the day job, right? Is mm. is finding something that's going to sustain you. I mean, you guys, brilliant that you you know the the personal training thing. Um, you know, my other half's a yoga teacher. You know, you have to have those things because yeah. you know unless you're you know. Ray Fines, um, you're not going to be booked up yeah. three, three years in advance. <laughs> you know, I feel really lucky actually because my my dad. I think I might have mentioned this to you before, Bobby. My dad uh, is an opera singer. Oh yeah, and yeah. He, um, when I was 17, I was like, I think I want to go to drama school. He sat me down. And he was like, <laughs> If you want to go to drama school, that's amazing. We'll we'll do everything we can to support you. We'll encourage you. Everything that stuff, but. Just have a little think about why, and I think he handled this really, really well. Like yeah. why you want to do it. Yeah. Like, if it is because you want, you know, your name up in on the bill of something, or or you think that, that you're going to get lots of money, he was like, "That's not what it is." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you are destined for disappointment. <laughs> do you know what I mean, he was like, "Don't get me wrong, there is the possibility of that," <laughs> like, and you'll watch other people. <laughs> but like. <laughs> Like the reality of that life is quite different. Yeah. And he was like, you know, the likelihood is that you won't have any money for a long period of time. You'll be making a, a, a you, your structure of your life is not going to fit into what society tells you it, it should be. Yeah. And if you're okay with that and you love it anyway, go for it. Sure. And it was really helpful just to go like, oh, all right. Like, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's going to be shit for a bit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. A bit. Yeah. It's going to be shit since that moment, since that conversation, actually. <laughs> Cheers, Dad. Yeah. Um, I've never recovered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My therapist tells me that. <laughs> but I've got a lot to answer for, Dad. The day that broke me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that one moment, really helpful. I'm referring to it as a helpful chat. And it's like yeah. a devastating life event. Like, my dreams were crushed that day. <laughs> <laughs> I never, never recover. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm depressing myself. Um, so were there any other sports that you, you said you were really sporty? Yeah, no, I did. I played, oh God, I, I, I played badminton for England. Nice. I love badminton. Yeah. Me, I'm me terrible too. at it. But yeah. I, yeah. I mean, we, you played it for England. I did, yeah. Well, only only once. <laughs> <laughs> it went well then. Just on the one occasion. <laughs> yeah. And then I was out. Uh, no, so I played I played for Essex and Essex and Yorkshire are well, they were at the time anyway, the two big uh, badmintoning counties and they had this like fierce rivalry and I was in the Essex team and uh well, I remember there being a, there was a tournament in Yorkshire and England, the England team were participating in that and they were they had people couldn't make it, they had injuries and all this sort of stuff. And I got bumped up and I was like in the England squad for this like one tournament. Oh and then the, and then they got rid of me, yeah. Um but I can legitimately say that, yeah. Yeah. But, wow, um, that's amazing. That should yeah. be the first thing on that website. England amateur player. Like, yeah. bam. Oh, yeah. by the way, is that even highly acting? skilled? On your, <laughs> that needs to be highly skilled on your spotlight. I don't think it is. Yeah. I think it's just it's, skilled. I'm thinking, oh, really? I think it's just skilled. It's not skilled. It. You're in wow. the, the 1% of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're like, I can yeah. kind of play a bit. Like, but what cool yeah, sport? Oh, no, it's highly skilled. Wow, yeah. that's a lot of sports. <laughs> right, re read us out, Bob. Read us out. Highly skilled, badminton, cricket, football. Golf, stage combat, <laughs> swimming, skilled, <laughs> archery, athletics, <laughs> that's hilarious. baseball, and basketball. That's, I can't keep, uh, I mean, that is. I've <laughs> been on there for like, a while. A long yeah. time. I can't remember firing a bow since, <laughs> since, since I, I was, was in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, oh my God. When I started in Peter Jackson's uh, Lord of the Rings, I did yeah. have to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really, really love archery. I'm terrible at it. That's not true. I've done it twice. So, uh, you know, I, I was <laughs> so quite you are good terrible? at it. I was quite good at it. Oh, were you? Yeah. At the times yeah. I was doing it. And the guy was like, you're a natural at this. And I was like, excellent. That means I never have to do it again. Uh, <laughs> but I had a great time. Was that something that you, you sort of properly took part in when you were a kid? Archery? Yeah. Absolutely not. No. I'm, Why I, is that on I, 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 I rose. Absolutely, absolutely no idea. 
Uh, yeah, no, I have no. I did have a bow and arrow when I was. <laughs> Is this like a Fisher Price? <laughs> no, it was. A, it was a, like a thing, you know, because it bloody hurts, doesn't yeah, it, you on your wrist, wrists. and you have to get that wrist protector. The leather. Thing. So I do remember that. But no, oh, that's that's outrageous. It feels like something Trunchbull might practice. Yeah. In her spare time. Yeah. You know, and she, like, would have that leather cuff on. It's yeah. got a name, isn't it? Well, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Like, I, I, I thought you were going to know it there. No, I You normally do know these random So you were good at archery. Oh, that's a massive exaggeration. I literally have done it twice, but I... Uh, it you was, had a flare. It suited my... The, the parts of my... Like Your my arm arms gate. are long. Yes. And so... And I'm sort of strong in that, that angle. And my accuracy was surprisingly good. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally like, oh, it's a bullseye. <laughs> you know, like, oh, okay. And then I was just doing it again. I was like, oh, I don't really know how this is happening. <laughs> You're like, okay. He just told me like two tips and it just sort of happened. And then I was like, all right. So I've never done it since, in case I'm shit again. Nice. <laughs> just riding on that peak. Yeah, that that's, way. The, that's the negative mindset that comes from potential <laughs> failure. Um, so many, 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 many sports. How did that affect you physically at that time? Were you, you, uh, this is, you know, did your body reflect that activity that you were doing? <laughs> I think Strange that, personal question. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, I know you can't see me. Um, I, I'm very long. I can see you. Um, you can see me. <laughs> I've always been, I've always been long. Um, talk about archery, actually. You know, uh, have you seen Disney's Robin Hood? You know when Robin Hood dresses, dresses up at the, as the stork in the in the archery competition? Yes. That's how I look in phys ed <laughs> as Miss <an astonishment>. Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that long. Um, <laughs> that's how my legs look in uh, in a skirt as Miss Trunchbull. And yeah, so I've always... <laughs> always been just like my arms are just like stupidly long um I was like, you and, don't uh, look like that you don't <laughs> look like that you look massive how tall are you you're taller than me i'm you? six two i think we're oh. probably similar heights yeah. yeah yeah no i'm not i'm not like crazy crazy tall but i think it was really good for badminton my my physique and that was something they were sort of like um you know, well, I did consider it as a profession at one point. But there's, there's, I mean, there's really no money. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, uh, the day I decided not to become a band player was because my coach played for England, a guy called Steve Bish. And uh, I told him that I sang once. And he goes, oh, yeah, I sing. Um, I, I do an Elvis tribute tribute act on the weekends. And I was like, you are an international band player. <laughs> <laughs> that is not that's just not imagine well. the sponsorship deals they get. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> it's not tennis. It's, it's definitely not. No, it's not on the side of a bus, shame. is it? Like, no, no. No, what's a game? Um, we should all go. I mean, yeah. it's not a three-person sport, is it? <laughs> <laughs> we could make it into one. Yeah. We could. We could. We revolutionised badminton. Triangular net. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ooh, or okay. a net with like one post in the middle and three posts coming out of it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Are you picturing yes. the same thing? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So in front yeah. of you is a sort of closed V of a net. <laughs> okay. And when you hit it, it could go to any yeah. of those two people. Oh, okay, I feel you. So you could both target one person and try and remove them from the game. Oh. Yeah. Wow. We'll okay. call it... Oh, I don't know my name. <laughs> we'll workshop that. Tridminton. Um, Tridminton. Trad. Triadminton. Triadminton. No, triad. That's not Tri like gang. Uh, okay, uh, let's move on from from, uh, from gang. Uh, I'm sorry, you started that conversation asking me about my physique and how um, that sort of affected uh, my sporting activities and stuff. But I always lent towards, yeah, I suppose sports that yeah suited that yeah that aspect of who I. Who I am, but yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I, this is something that comes up for people, and it's a helpful tip. A lot of people will see, let's say, they'll look at a badminton star, and they'll see. That, oh, let's use a boxer because it's a, an easier comparison. People will look at a boxer and go, "I want my body to look like a boxer's body," mm. and then they'll do the same training, and they don't look like that, right? And they go, "But I'm doing the same thing. Why doesn't that work?" And it's because actually, genetically, not only is that person skilled at that but their genetics also suited that sport. Right. So swimmers don't necessarily wow. look that way because they swim. They swim because they look that way. Wow, wow. And so realistically, there's a, you are limited by your genetics in that front. That doesn't mean there's no value to it, but often it leads to disappointment for people. I just thought that was worthwhile bringing up. Sorry oh, for that's a little, fascinating. Yeah, a, yeah. Little, a little tangent. So it, uh, mm. if you're ever admiring people's physiques, it might it might not be the best way to, <laughs> to thing to motivate you. you know, yeah. like, I want to, I would really, really love to look like Muhammad Ali yeah. uh, and have the, those pecs, but yeah. uh, that ain't for me. Right. Never going to happen. 
Wow. It's never going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> but he's still on my wall. Um, so, uh, at that time of your life, mm. how was your nutrition? I think, um, yeah, my mum was pretty good at sort of, we always had kind of like a, a pretty balanced, pretty balanced diet, I think. I remember my mum when I was, yeah, probably in my early teens, she lost weight. She like, she suddenly just went, right, I, um, I need to sort this out because she, I don't, she was never big, my mum, but I just, I do have this vague recollection of like the fridge changing and the cupboards changing and suddenly there were less crisps and there was more green stuff. Oh. And, uh, and my mum's really trim now and she, she's fantastic. She, you know, we have um, near where my parents live, there's this place called the Auburn Way, which is an old railway and it's just for walking and, and riding. And um, she's up and down there, bless her, like, you know, running a 5K, which is, uh, which is awesome. And yeah, and I, I sort of like, I've taken that on a bit as well. Um, but yeah, our nutrition actually got got pretty good. I think we 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 kind of we, she would always you know would always have fish and and uh, and salad. I think and yeah, we always had to have veg and you know which we were dead against at the time. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's only natural. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but we were never like vegetarians or anything. There was never anything like you know because it's come on so much and the 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 knowledge about it has changed so much, hasn't it? Um, but we um, so we didn't eat many. Um, beans or you know um, I suppose we yeah we, we, we had salad and veg which which I think was good but um, probably not by today's standards you know it's sort of expanded isn't it yeah I mean feeding a family is not the easiest thing in the world is it so it sounds like your mum did a bang up jump. She did. Yeah. It's such a, a rough task you know like when it's it's hard enough to feed yourself well yeah when you go I've yeah. got to feed three, four, five, six, seven, however many people there are, they're like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Multiple meals a day as yeah, well. Yeah, constantly. I don't understand how parents do it. No. Like no. when there used to be one parent that stayed at home, I kind of go, okay, well, that would be a, a large chunk of your time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how it's done. Yeah. Um, I'm intrigued actually. So you went to the sports academy. What was the school dinners like there? They, that, I mean, I feel like it kind of, yeah, it changed. I, th I, I do feel like I was at school during a period of change. Uh, and uh, maybe, maybe everyone feels like that. I don't know. But the, the, I do remember the canteen changing uh, in my secondary mm. school. And suddenly, yeah, things had become, um, they'd started to take it a bit more seriously. Because I remember in primary school, goodness me, it was horrendous. Turkey like, Twizzlers. Oh, my God, it really was. <laughs> Yeah, he did a good job, old he Jamie, did. didn't he? He did change. I think it was then because I think you're you're around our age. Um, I don't think I am, but thank you. I th <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm the oldest here. Yeah. <laughs> you sit nicely between myself and Bobby. Oh, fine. Fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that was when he sort of came out with all this. Right, right. When he went in on chicken nuggets and, yeah, and yeah. turkey twizzlers and all that stuff, and it all yeah. started to to go. Yeah, yeah. Maybe get a little better. Yeah. No, I, I, I think, I think it did. I think it did improve a bit at, yeah. at school, and they started to, um, yeah. There's more homemade vibe about it, and yeah, I remember some veg creeping in and, and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> I think pr primarily, <laughs> primarily, I think, <laughs> primarily because I think the teachers complained, perhaps. Uh, Makes so sense. Maybe it wasn't for us. But, yeah. What is this? <laughs> Blamange. <laughs> oh, Blamange. <laughs> what a rancid dessert. It's very 90s. <laughs> it's not the one. Uh, and then you went to drama school. Yeah. So how did that happen? I, well, I'd given up on the idea of sport. Um, and I'd always done amateur dramatics, which was the best training I've ever had, by the way. Um there's a lot of people say that. Do they? Yeah, yeah a lot of our guests have said that Amgram is kind of the thing that shaped them that's as performers. Interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. you just love it, don't you, at that point? And you and you gravitate towards it just because you like it. And if you're, you know, you gravitate towards things that you are you have a natural ability at. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I could always sort of sing. So I ended up in a show at a local theatre group and then, yeah, you just love it. So... I, would, I don't know, I would play football on a Sunday and be at drama school on a drama club on a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my parents just like, 
drive me everywhere. Uh, <laughs> that's the thing is apparent, isn't it? You like, you know, constant taxi service. Like, yeah, yeah. me and my brother, it was like, <laughs> I don't think they were ever at home. <laughs> Maybe they were just happy to be rid of you for a few hours. <laughs> yeah, we'll drive you there, no problem. <laughs> do you know what I do? If that was me, I'd like buy a Cadillac or something. <laughs> like, you've got like, at least it's worthwhile, you know, you've got some ridiculous car. <laughs> absolutely living the dream. Yeah, if I'm going to be a cab driver, then I am doing it in style, yeah. You do get that, um, even cabbies now, like with like really fancy cars. Yeah. Like, on, on Uber or whatever, oh, yeah. and you're like, how are you sat in a in a you know forty five thousand pounds car? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't be earning that much money. <laughs> yeah. like, you yeah. just can't. Like yeah. you can't. Uber Lux isn't that expensive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Even on a normal Uber, sometimes I'll rock up and they're like a fancy heated seats Mercedes, and you're like, yeah. oh yeah, okay. <laughs> but I get that you're in. But I suppose if you're just gonna sit in that thing. Then yeah, for eight plus hours a day. Yeah, yeah. It's more yeah. important than your house. Yeah. You might as well get one of those back massages in the seat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get, take, a live, get a live flat seat. Oh, yeah. Drive around with those that. Those are lovely. Drive, with the seat. <laughs> drive, drive around lying down. <laughs> it's fine. You'll be fine. Anyway, um, so what was your drama school experience like? Drama school was good. Yeah, it was good. I... Um, no one really knew much about sort of applying for drama school. I'd done A-level theatre, which I'd loved. And my teacher actually used to be a director. So, you know, you know, people talk about influential teachers. He was mad. He was kind of <laughs> mad. He was like a bit, um, he was very professional and like he was very inspiring. But one day he would just be like your mate. And then the next day he would like just crucify you, like, like, like <laughs> but just to be really angry or something. You'd be like, oh God. Um, but, he wasn't um, well. <laughs> so in retrospect, he was unwell. Um, no, but he, no, he, 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 well, that was the first time I was sort of like, oh, right. And so you can do this as a career. And he was, you know, um, made sure that performance wise we were all sort of on it and I appreciate that and um, so that's when I thought about drama school as like a, an idea and I'd done the National Youth Theatre as well in, in a summer holiday um, and um, yeah but no one knew anything about applying for drama school in my school so I kind of like I, audition, I, I applied to those random drama schools like I didn't apply to RADA like yeah. uh, 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 you know the, the, the so called big drama schools I don't know why I didn't no either, reason for it. I, I think I didn't either. And I look back and I'm like, why did that not happen? I don't know if I was like scared of not getting in. Well, maybe that was it, yeah. And I thought, no. Or, 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 but the, I did apply to big places. I just yeah. I'd maybe thought, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. It's really fascinating you say the same thing. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I was intimidated. As you say, I don't know. But I, I, but no one. there was no one there to say to me, you should do that, you know. So I remember my form tutor, who was lovely, and she helped me as well. I mean, she was a science teacher. And she just used to tick us off of the register in the morning. But she was the only person that sort of helped me apply to drama school. So I, I think I auditioned for Central, uh, Rose Bruford, Guildford, Mountview, Lambda... Um, I think that probably was was about it. I think, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and I got a place at Guildford, and um, yeah, it was great. It was great. I, I do remember that in the, halfway through the first year, though, at Guildford, I, the group I happened to land in wasn't the most functional. Um, <sighs> it didn't. The, no one really got on that well, and I. It was quite. There was quite a lot of strong personalities and extroverts in my in my group and that was tough because you could see the other groups there was I think there were six groups in my year and you could see the other groups really bonding and, and and getting a lot out of it and the first year was we had a great tutors actually I remember the first year being a lot of voice work and um a lot of you know you know, it's a cliche, isn't it? But they say, you know, knock you down to build you up again. But I do think that is what happened at, at GSA at the time. And it was tough. The first year I remember like, thinking, I'm not sure I can stick this out. I just, uh, you know, just felt pretty uncomfortable. Um, but then as soon as I got in the second year, it got mixed up. So everyone got mixed in different ways. And that, and that, I thought that was really good. And, um, and then, yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed the second and the third year. That's good. rough, is it? But good preparation for tours. Yeah. Oh my yes. God. Yeah. Because you know you don't you don't get to choose who's on that no. tour with you, and they're now your family. And sometimes it's like, oh, okay, we're not all going to be best friends. Mm. Yeah. And you 
you know, you, you do see quite a lot when people are sort of straight out of drama school, perhaps they're facing that for the first time, that that's yeah. harder to deal with. Whereas if you've had to go through that, yeah, then, then no tour is going to bother you. You're like, <laughs> yeah. okay, like, yeah, cool. I know how to do this. this. Yeah. Like, that's fine. It's not just tour. <laughs> it's any work situation in life. Yeah. Really. Yes. Yeah. 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 If you're in yeah. an office and you're like, I hate all of these people. <laughs> like, it's not ideal. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Uh, all those people going to the Gherkin or trade people. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Brentwood just all hate each other. <laughs> all of their neighbours just looking at each other. Yeah. God. Um, have you managed to tell us a lie? Um... I haven't managed to tell you a lie yet. I'm sorry. Yeah. Should I have done so? <laughs> yeah. Um, which means, uh, if you're listening along, please choose something that Elliot has said and d- decide that it is a lie. Yeah. Just assume it's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> you get to go on our. You get to go on our. I've set. let you down. Yeah. I've been I, was too, I was enjoying the conversation too much. Ah, uh, that's where we went wrong. I see. <laughs> too good. <laughs> What would your life have been? Did you have one planned? I did have one planned. What would it have been? Oh, yeah, tell us. I, well, I, I thought it might have it might have been an opportunity for maybe a story. Yes. And um, I was going to tell you a story about a friend of mine and apply it to myself, ah. which was that when we were 17, we went to Falaraki on yes. uh, 1830s crazy holiday or whatever, <laughs> the, you know, whatever you do. <laughs> and uh, he got... Absolutely battered, as uh, as as we all did on on a night out, and <laughs> we were on the ground floor, but there was like a, a balcony, you know, on the thing, and um, he'd he'd got absolutely leathered, and he'd broken away from the group. There was quite a few of us there, and we went back to the to the digs and not we couldn't find him. We were like, oh, fine. I don't know. Maybe he's hooked up with someone or something. We'll just sort of leave it. <laughs> Got to the next morning, couldn't get hold of him. And we were like, oh, God, what's happening here? And there was a little police station in the town and it got to like, I don't know, mid-morning <laughs> the next day. I mean, like, we're going to have to see what's going on here so we can find him or whatever. So we went down and they came knocking about. And all this time we hadn't realised that in his drunken state he had collapsed over the balcony and there was like bushes on the other side of, of the balcony and he was still asleep <laughs> in a sleeveless in a sleep 90s sleeveless shirt just like that just like in this bush <laughs> and we slept in the room and everything not knowing that he was in a bush outside <laughs> we were really worried about him but, um, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm really glad that. he still told us yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a great story <laughs> um, so, skipping ahead a little bit, like some of those amazing shows that you've you've been a part of, but let's uh, let's jump to the one you're doing now. Yes, um, that role mm. is it's iconic, but also it's so demanding mm. as a uh, as a you know an artist. Like it's quite demanding on you from the level of intensity, the level of physicality, and just the sheer demands of what's required vocally, you know, both yeah. both speaking and singing. Mm. How do you manage that? Um, like it's, it's definitely tricky. And it's like, as you know, it's like it's hard on your body. And um, I think it's a tricky one because you do have to pace yourself to an extent. I think, you know, you try and go flat out eight shows a week I think that's difficult um I think you have to without you know I would never hopefully cheat the audience of anything you know you're aware that people are paying a lot of money to to see you do your thing um but especially with a role like that it's so front-footed and there's you know there's a lot of shouting involved and you know as you know you get one shout wrong and suddenly you know your voice is over or you know for the next day so you have to be sort of technically aware i would say um uh it's so, so that you can you can get through the eight shows it's not just about being you know you could maybe absolutely leather it and go for it uh you know in in in, in one performance but it's not about that is it it's about you know longevity and it's about hopefully offering something for for the entire week um so i I think finding that balance uh, and and food uh interestingly i find very difficult to get right um especially in between shows because if you eat too heavy 
the evening is so tough. Um, and if you eat too light, then the evening's tough. So finding that middle ground, I find, I mean, you guys can help me on that, I'm sure. But I actually, yeah, so I find food in conjunction with, with what we do um, tricky. Um, but I'm, I'm very grateful as well to have been given the chance to, um, to be in it for a while. Um, because I, I think, I think that if, if there is any expectation for anyone out there who is in this profession to have been lucky enough to be offered a part for you to come up with it and for it to be what you want it to be within, you know, after a five week rehearsal process, which you're very lucky to get, you know, in Matilda, you know, you're, you're very lucky because it's the RSC and there's, there's some funds behind it, but you're probably going to get a three week, three or four week rehearsal period. And I've always been a slow burn. Like it always, you know, I, I can ramp it up for the audition. And then, cause I think about probably overthink things. Um, you know, it takes me a while to, to, to really sit into, into a part and, and really figure it out. And, um, and I think that's a, that's another thing that always sticks in my mind is like that I'm, I'm grateful I've had I've had time with it because um, that allows you also to get it in your body um, to to the extent that, that you can do it eight shows a week um, that allows you to play with it to find what works um, and I think you know I think probably what I'm doing with the part now is is, is dramatically different from uh, certainly when when I started on on the road. Um, but you, but you also have to be, you have to be given that opportunity. And, and so I'm very grateful for the amount of trust that's, that was, that was placed in me, um, with, with, with this particular part. Um, so I think, yeah, all those, all those things sort of, sort of combined together, but, uh, you know, I, I try, I always tried not to beat myself up about, um, about not, you know, cause I, I was always, I, I'm always, a, I'm quite self-aware, and you know, I always, I always want to be, <laughs> I always want to be where I want to be straight away. Which uh, I don't know. Well, for me anyway, it's not not realistic. And so I think all those things come together and and mean that you are able to uh, to to get something in you and be confident enough. Because confidence is a massive part of being able to do something technically. If you're confident and you know what you're going to do. And you know how you're going to say something, and you're you're in in the moment. Then everything, all your muscles come together, and and they produce something that is safe, and and consistent. And so, I think yeah, the confidence and how you're feeling about what you're doing, along with, um, you know, building some stamina and mm. and all the rest of it, sort of all contributes to, hopefully, being consistent. I was going to say Matilda is one of those shows that has perhaps one of the most grueling periods of time in which they do a children's cast change yeah in which you know specifically for you yeah it becomes very taxing right because yeah. you end up still doing all those shows a week and then quite a few days yeah <laughs> of rehearsals all day and because they're eight to 12 years old or whatever eight to 13 years old mm. you can't really sort of phone it in in the rehearsal you can't go oh i'm saving it for the show tonight yeah. because then when that kid's on you do something different yeah. they'll for want of a better phrase shit themselves yeah. <laughs> so you're there you know having watched you do that and and go okay wow this is you know you have to do that same sort of level of performance yeah. throughout the rehearsal you know you can save five percent but realistically it's still just as draining it's true and then go again. Like that's one of the most taxing weeks I think that exists in theatre, or and it's multiple weeks, you know, that you yeah. do over and over again. Like, how on earth do you get through that time period? Yeah, that is really tough. I mean, there was there was a period of time last year where we, you know, I think there were three weeks on the trot where we did twelve, effectively tw did twelve shows a week. And like you say, it is it is difficult. You want to. There are three teams of kids mm. and four Matildas usually, if depending on how many are being replaced. And um, yeah, it's just it's just tough, and you just sort of have to dig in. And 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 there's no. Uh, and I, I think it's probably right, but there's no there's no let up from the creatives. It's there's no there's no real sympathy for that. I mean, that's that's just what you signed up for. So. Um, I mean, there's understanding. I'm not saying it's, you know, they're strict about it, but it's just like, you know, please, 
please give performance level with these these guys these guys need it and it's important and um yeah for that for that period of time particularly on matilda matilda is just one of those jobs you know i've i've been in other jobs where you know 15 minutes stage time. I don't think I've ever done a rehearsal since, you know, the initial yeah. rehearsal period. <laughs> um, and most of the time, you know, you're sat there reading or whatever. Um, but yeah, this is this is one of those jobs that because of the nature of it and because of the kids in the show and it's a remarkable feat of, you know, getting all getting it all together. Um, but that is, um, sorry, I don't know if this goes along with the, 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 the question, but that that is another thing with regard to Matilda that is really tricky is is that the, the variables that you that you are dealing with. So not only do you have to take care of your your own performance, but every single night you are performing with opposite a different Matilda. Um, you may have a different conductor. You know, chances are you have understudies on around you. Um, certainly. There's, you know, a different sound department. Um, there'd be someone dif different mixing the sound. Um, and there's just all these different, um, I, I'm not, I only raise it because I think maybe that's something that not everyone is perhaps aware of, just that you are, there are many, many different, different variables that um, yeah. you are sort of, yeah, Juggling, <laughs> faced with. with <laughs> and um, managing expertly. Yeah. Well <laughs> um, what's your kind of, warm-up preparation for going into a show i'm intrigued kind of how you get ready on a day-to-day -day basis on the day to build yourself up to that point to do the show yes yeah, so we have like um we have a a, a, a sort of what's called a voluntary vocal warm-up um which starts uh, half an hour before the um that the company warms up together and then we have a, a physical a vocal and then a singing um warm-up on on top of that um, but I do, uh, I do go over like I, I sort of test, test my 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 spoken voice out a bit um, every day and go through a few of the lines. I still like, I still tamper with it. I still don't. I think that's like, um, I think that's the joy of like you know, it, it sounds a bit wanky, doesn't it? But it is art, and you, the the the. The addictive thing about being a performer is that you can never get it right. So you're always striving to get it right. Mm. So I'm always striving to get it right and never do. And it's that frustration that <laughs> motivates me. Because <laughs> I think maybe tomorrow I'll get it right. And of course, tomorrow comes and you never do. Do you know what? I um, absolutely love that. I was giving a piece of advice. I think I've mentioned it before on here. Um, it, and it was, and I pass this on to students now that I teach them. I'm like, if you ever finish a show and go, I nailed all of it. <laughs> then you should quit. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. you peaked. <laughs> because because that's it. Like you won. Never yeah. do it again. <laughs> you won the game. Like you won, and all, every single other performer you've ever met has never done that. Like yeah. at no point has Judy Dench finished a show and gone, smashed it all. I don't know. Yeah. She probably said that after she did Cats, the film. So <laughs> smash that. <laughs> smash that. <laughs> Uh, uh, wide-eyed here um, uh, um, you know like that that chasing uh, a better fuller more different choice uh, whatever mm. it might be each time is what keeps you coming back right and going yeah there's more in this character there's more and there's more and that's one of the things that you know you've been exploring this character now you were an understudy before you mm. came back and took the role on right mm. with a gap in between you know yeah. you, you've been heavily one, in one way or another into this character for for five years yeah, yeah. longer six years something like yeah, that yeah. like you know and you're still finding new fresh things all the time and even practicing lines and finding new nuances every day and that's something that I think a, if, if you're not a performer listening to this like that is the love of our craft that you're on about that's how mm. that's how seriously people take it when you're at that level and also for students listening you're like that is the point Right? Yeah, that's what you, yeah. you shouldn't be chasing an end goal. You should like it's a it's a constant work in progress. Work in progress. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's enough of me. Um, <laughs> do you want to jump straight in? Uh, I, I have a question about your mental health in terms of doing mm. a show like Matilda and doing a part like that. How how do you take care of your mental health surrounding that? Um, I love that question. Uh, I um <laughs> I don't know I'm uh, I, I think that 
I'm very lucky in the sense that um, I've never been diagnosed with a, with a, a, a mental health disorder. Um, and I just try and um, just try and stay positive, I think. Uh, I think you can get, you know, I think when anyone's really tired, um, you know, anything can get, get on top of you. And there's, you know, inevitably there's frustrations and, you know, this, the, I mean, <laughs> I came away, I came back from holiday. And I was like, why the hell was I so upset about like that line being dropped? Like it was like maybe one line or something that, that my mic wasn't up for or someone else's mic wasn't up for. And, and you, you, you know, if you manage to have a few days off and you get some perspective on it, you realize, wow, this is, you know, and just sort of like you, when you're immersed in it, uh, I do think your mental health can suffer and you just lose perspective. I think that's what happens to me is that I can lose perspective. Um, but I'm, but I'm aware as well, like, you know, for, for others um, and, and me to, a, to, to probably a slightly lesser extent, it's um, yeah, you ha it's something you, I think you have to be aware of and, and you have to, you know, just be kind to yourself, I think. And, and just remember that, that what you're doing is 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 quite tricky. I always I always struggle with. And tell me about this, what what you think. But I always struggle with the idea that I dress up in a ridiculous costume, and I get paid to do it, and I'm essentially an entertainer, uh, and I struggle with that being a legitimate job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's an Essex thing or like a graft men grafter mentality or something. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, but I'm I'm not a doctor, like, and 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 they they really change you know outcomes and they're on the front line of and 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 it does is what I do. Does that have value uh, in any way? Am I am I helping people? I have, and I've recently come to the conclusion that that yes, that yes, we we do we do make a difference. Uh, so I think I try and remind myself of that as well because I can get I can get caught up in like you know sometimes thinking, oh, does this does mm. this have value? You know, what, why am I complaining about? You know, I I, I try not to complain. You know, I, try, I do genuinely try and stay positive. But if I do have those moments, I'm like you know, you're, you're lucky to be, you're really lucky to be doing this. So I think in answer to your question, I try and remind myself that it's, um, it's a privilege and to, to stay positive. Well, yeah. I, I feel like from what you just mentioned, you know, with a doctor, you can find out if your patient has got better, yeah. if they're more mm. healthy or not. Mm. You don't get to see the outcome of what you've done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they might clap at the end, but you don't know how you've changed somebody's life or inspired a child to read more or be or want to go into theatre or or go and study more because Matilda is smart or whatever whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah. You don't get that feedback personally, and mm, occasionally, mm. you know, in shows, people will write in or they'll speak to yeah, stage door. Yeah, and yeah. Sometimes you get that, mm, and you'll mm, go, sure. Oh yeah, and they're like nice reminders, but actually, mm. because it doesn't come to you ninety nine point nine percent of the time, you just have to sort of live in this world where you're like, is there a, is there a point to this? <laughs> yeah, like, it's in the ether. yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's I, true. I, I'm just you're just <clears throat> throwing stuff out there, yeah, and you don't know the effect it has, yeah, and you know that that is a, a test of your willpower, yeah, yeah absolutely, totally. Like yeah. I, I was thinking this recently, actually, I was thinking like. How insane is it that we do what we do? And then I went to watch a show last night at the Palladium, which is exactly a year since we you there. and I were there, Stefan. And, and I was, I, I got to the end of the show and I looked down and I was like, the crowd were going crazy for the show. And I was like, how cool is this? I was like, this is the impact. People are so happy because of something that we could have done. Like I was yeah, thinking yeah. back to a year ago, like we were there, we were stood on that stage. They went nuts. Yeah. And they, the same response and the impact that us just doing our thing, like us like falling over <laughs> repeatedly. I'd love to say it was meant to happen. <laughs> us falling over repeatedly made people feel like that. And yeah. I think it's sometimes it's hard to realise yeah. that you have that impact and you have that effect on people's lives. Mm. Like you say, like we're not doctors. We can't see for sure what happens, but it's nice to remind yourself when you go see something and yeah. you go, oh no, actually, yeah, 
when you're it's carrying around that 13 kilogram suit or whatever it is, it's heavier than that, isn't it? Like, <laughs> it's is it like 18 kilos? Is it really? I think Jesus. so. They did tell me. Really? Before. It's, wow. it's very heavy. Like, yeah, overall. Wow. I can't, that might be incorrect, but it's very yeah. heavy. Yeah. And you don't really realize because it's all around you, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> smothering your entire soul. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> smothering your it's soul. Just, it's just when they attach the breasts, really, isn't it? It's when yeah. you go, oh God, this is very heavy. Yeah. Uh, just tipping forwards. It's substantial. <laughs> yeah. Because you, you learn to do the, obviously, is this a spoiler? I'm not sure. Um, Trunchbull does a, a vault over, yes. over, over a vaulting oh, horse, yes. if yeah. you will, from a trampette. And you obviously you learn to do that without the suit. Yeah, yeah. And then you have to go and do it in costume for the first time. And your whole weight distribution is completely different. <laughs> yeah. So the, the, the guy who teaches you, he's, what's his name? I've forgotten. Um, Dan Dan. Dan, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's, he's a, an epic human being. <laughs> and obviously before you go on, he's like, just know that you're going to have more front weight now. Like, so you're going to jump and you'll just, otherwise you'll sort of flip over the thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, sure. Peak sure. too early. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ruined. Yep, well I landed on my head, but I did land, so yeah. it's fine. <laughs> Completed <laughs> it. Yeah, <laughs> smashed it. <laughs> so uh, in terms of kind of fitness and wellness, is there anything that you would like to see get in the bin so not be a thing anymore <laughs> um <laughs> um i did uh, i did i did think about this um i'm not sure like the uh i'm not sure the no carb thing is is for me oh, i love where you're going with this <laughs> yes. I, yes. I have tried that a couple of times and um yeah i just feel like the 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 flip side of it you know um, kind of cancels out uh, maybe any gains you may have made uh, from not doing it. And um, certainly in terms of energy, um, I, I don't know, maybe it creates a bad habit perhaps of um, sort of yo-yoing maybe because um, you see a lot of lot of success in it. Well, uh, you know, quite quickly, and then suddenly, oh, well, I'm all right now. <laughs> and then you oh, get four stone heavy. Oh, God, I've messed this up. Uh, Bobby, wanna, I'm going to put you on the spot. Want to give mm. us a reason why no carb diets are a terrible idea? Uh, well, the reason they work is because you're in a calorie deficit. Yep. And the reason they're terrible is because carbs give you energy. Yeah. And it's an entire food group. Why would you cut that out? Yeah. Why would you, you ever cut that out? Um, so it's it's totally unnecessary. <laughs> there are three macros. Eat all three. Yeah. Um, uh, just, just, is the advice just exercise more? Mm, uh, not necessarily. The thing that, sorry, I'm going to jump you, in. You jump in, you uh, go for gold. The thing that, uh, you, calorie amount is what changes your, your body um, weight. Mm -hmm. So if you eat over your maintenance amount of calories, you will gain weight, whether that's muscle or fat is up for debate, depending on what you're doing. Right. And if you eat under that amount, you will lose weight. Right. Uh, it, it's sort of that simple. Yeah. Uh, so then, as Bobby said, when when people cut out carbs, it's really hard to hit, for most people, your maintenance calories from just protein and um, everything else that you might eat because nobody's sitting down eating four chicken breasts at their meal to try right. and get those calories up. <laughs> yeah. So they end up in a calorie deficit and they're like, this is working, but they're probably eating about 900 calories yeah. a day. Right. So you'll lose weight really quickly, but it's not good for you. Right, right. And actually, if you, as you said, what's the answer to that? Actually, just put yourself in a healthy calorie deficit, still eating nutritious food, uh, a bit of everything in your diet. And I, they say balanced diet for a reason and go from there. More exercise helps. Um, but realistically, rather than thinking of exercise as a way to burn calories, mm. I, would, I would try and get my clients to think of exercise as a way to be more functional, be stronger, be healthier, and have mm. and actually boost your metabolism, which is yeah. arguably the main benefit, so that those maintenance oh, wow. calories go okay. up. Okay. And then control your diet in a lovely, sensible way that you can then eat what you want. That was beautiful, Stefan. It was lovely. <laughs> and breathe. I, I have another question. Oh, we had us with it. Fasting. Ah. Thoughts. Fasting thoughts. Fasting thoughts. Fasting we, thoughts. Like talking intermittent fasting, that kind of idea. Yeah. Yes. Um, from my point of view, it's a useful tool. For some people, it really works. But again, the only reason it really works is because it puts you in a calorie deficit. Mm. Because you're eating for a shorter period of time, you're inevitably going to eat fewer calories. So it, I would never use it on myself. I, would, I wouldn't advise it to my clients. But if it might work for a certain client where their lifestyle leads it to be a, a thing to use. It is a tool. It's not the best, but mm. it's, it is a tool that you can use and it is safe. 
Yeah, I, I'm with Bobby. If if it works for you, then great. But there's lots of sort of myths about like, oh, you do cardio training for fasted and there's like, oh, it's yeah, that's, that's nonsense. utter nonsense. There's no benefit. Right. The only benefit to come from it is uh, that, well, actually there's two potential benefits, but the main one is that it might put you in a calorie deficit because if you're eating only within eight hours of the day, it's yeah. quite hard for you to eat 3,000 calories sure. unless you're smashing down. I mean, I could do that. But. Yeah, I mean, I've seen you do it in half an hour. Yeah. Uh, but like, un- unless you're just smashing down, you know, six Mars bars in a row and a giant tub of popcorn. Uh, sounds great. Um but the other, there, there are some benefits to the way your your brain works because your body can enter a sort of slight starvation protocol. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know that fight or flight response that yeah. can happen. You can actually, for some people, it can help you achieve a sense of clarity. So you'd suddenly start to function really well mm. in that state. So that's one of the benefits that some people who find intermittent, fast, intermittent fasting, sorry, really positive, they can get out of it. I have never <laughs> experienced that myself. <laughs> <laughs> but supposedly that's true and right. other people have. So uh, again, like Bobby, I w- unless you are really struggling to just reduce your portion size, if you were trying to lose weight, then I wouldn't be going, maybe skip breakfast to you. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know. Okay. Uh, we have two more things that we want to ask you. Cool. Any advice to people jumping into the industry or in life on how to take care of themselves? Oh, I like it. I think I feel like we've maybe covered a bit of this uh, so I don't repeat myself um okay great we'll move on <laughs> <laughs> um any advice yeah I I think um oh, it's interesting what you're saying about mental health actually because I think the time to really concentrate on that is when you're not working so I think actually if you're lucky enough to be in work then um you're you're likely to be you know a bit happier in your, and confident in yourself because you're doing what you trained to do I think it's the times when you're not you know when you've perhaps done the seventh self-tape um and literally not heard anything and that has been over a three-month period sounds like I'm talking from experience I am (laughs) (laughs) what's a (laughs) self-tape what is this self-tape um so I think that's I think that's tricky and I think that um yeah my advice my advice would be just to be perhaps uh, aware of that um and i i don't know what it's like in drama schools now but um yeah i th- i think being being aware that it's a, it's a marathon and not a sprint and and setting yourself up in some way um with that day job that is going to sustain you um and it's going to mean that you you don't want to you know, do yourself in on a, on a, on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I think, uh, I think that would be my advice because, because as we, as we said earlier, you know, my, I have a friend, my friend Danny, I think he, he played opposite Killian Murphy for a, for a scene in Peaky Blinders. He played opposite Tim Roth last year in, in Tin Star. Um, he did a, he did a BBC comedy series, uh, you know, he did some fantastic work, but the, the reality of that was probably, you know, two weeks filming, mm-hmm. uh, and, um, and his CV looks, looks fantastic and he enjoyed it, but it's not going to sustain him Time. for, for, yeah. for a year, you know? So I think, I think, being aware of that is um, is important, and obviously, you know, musicals are slightly different um, kettle of fish because, you know, hopefully, you know, if you can get a year's contract, then you know that allows you to at least breathe for a while and assess your options. And um, but yeah, I think I think a level of, of awareness of what the business really is and what you're getting yourself into um, would help a lot of people because a lot of people do bow out pretty quickly i went to a 10-year reunion um probably about 10 years ago <laughs> um, but um but i was sort of staggered that i think you know out of a out of a year of that i think there was about 40 of us in total there was only sort of five or six of us still doing it i mean i know that's that's a 10 year that's 10 years later um since we graduated but you know i, I kind of felt i felt a bit bad that that yeah. there weren't more people doing it and I, and I do think that perhaps comes down to perhaps not really realizing what you're going into yeah mm. yeah yeah so that would be my thoughts we've got one more round yes this is the reaction round <laughs> in which i'm going to give you a series of either or questions oh 
you know, like that one episode of Friends that one time. Oh my God, that is my favourite episode of anything ever. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> right, Monica or... <laughs> These are all going to be friend-based. Um, we'll have 45 seconds on the clock. Oh God. Our aim is to get as many, uh, through the whole lot. Right. Is the challenge. Okay. I believe in you. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to try. Okay. I believe in me. I need to be able to speak quite quickly. Yeah. Uh, right. I haven't done my vocal warm-ups. What will I do? Um, are you ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one, go. Phone call or text? Text. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Plays or musicals? Plays. Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. Friends or The Office? Oh, The Office. Matilda or Miss Trunchbull? Miss Trunchbull. Savory or sweet? Savory. Apple or Android? Apple. New clothes or new phone? <laughs> Clothes. Mrs. Phelps or Mrs. Wormwood? Ah, oh, Phelps. <laughs> Bath or shower? Shower. Beard or clean shaven? Beard. Cardio or resistance training? Cardio. Online shopping or in store? In store. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Uh, apples or oranges? Apples. Beards or clean shaven? Did I do that one? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Bobby or Stefan? <laughs> Can't choose. <laughs> I got a bit lost in the middle of the... <laughs> you, you went off-road. I went back. You are the second person to say can't choose, which is the correct answer. Uh, it's not the only answer we've received. <laughs> but it is the diplomatic choice. It is. It is. Um, some surprising ones in there for me. Ah, interesting. Uh, yes. Uh, Mrs. Phelps or Mrs. Wormwood? Why was your, your, your choice for Mrs. Phelps? Ah, I think Mrs. Phelps is a really difficult part to get right. Yeah. And I always admire the actresses who um, who play it. Not that Mrs. Wormwood is easy, <laughs> but it's just a, it's <laughs> it's a very it's hard, different yeah. kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's a bit like the anchor, Mrs. Phelps, isn't she? And I yeah. think like I think it's a really difficult line to tread. And I, I always think my instinct there was just like, oh, it's a really tricky part to get right, I think. Yeah, it's uh, a wonderful part. Yeah. Such so joy. <laughs> True, that sounded insincere, but it's uh, joy. joy. The ones I missed were things, <laughs> here's what you could have won. <laughs> we're not relevant, don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, Elliot, thank you so, so, so much for coming in and joining us. This has been so fun. Thanks, guys. It's been, it's awesome. been awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you at home for listening in. You can find that was creepy. Why, don't know why the creepy voice has returned. You can find more information about us on Instagram at fit2 underscore talk. And remember, we've got two episodes each week. So there's plenty of opportunity to listen to our dulcet tones. <laughs> and if you've got any questions you want answered by us, you know what to do. Slip slide into the DMs. I'm sat there. I'm completely shaved. <laughs> <laughs> that was Elliot's choice. Okay. <laughs> and if you like what you've heard, this has been fit to talk with our guest, Elliot. At Harper and your host, me, Stefan, and me, Bobby. And if you haven't enjoyed it, we've been Joe Wicks. Peace out. Bye. <laughs>